When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. It is week 10 of the NFL season coming up and we have just about got over our London hangover from an incredible week in London. The Broncos have had a week off. We haven't really had a week off. It was great cracking the podcast last week, boys. Michael McQuinn, Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach. Colin, I will start with you. Mohara, my friend. Uh, have you got over London yet? That was uh, one hell of a party, man. Yeah, great, um, great time in London. Uh, I I have uh, seem, seemingly developed uh, a head cold a week and a half on, so I can't blame it on London. I don't think, but what did fill me with joy, Michael, is that uh, I um, had to sort out um, some some stuff around my booking for Denver uh, today. I am now just uh, a week and a half out. And cannot wait to get back and uh, see this team uh, in in the flesh once again, but in their home uh, stadium. A lucky man seeing more than one Denver game. That was the first time Stuart I seen the Broncos since 2019 because of COVID in person. The last time I seen him in person was against the Chargers. Uh, Philip Rivers was the quarterback, so it's a while ago now. Uh, Stuart, um, this is the last point we'll make in London forever, but. Um, it, it's hard to believe it's nearly, it's nearly two weeks ago. Now, I was actually getting depressed last weekend. We're looking at videos at the bar, etc. Uh, good crack on the, uh, all the on the way back from Wembley the other night. What, what listeners don't know is the steward almost missed his flight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I was, uh, I, I, I cut it very fine. And um, what it started off as a, as a celebratory trip full of chat and chat. Uh, and all sorts. And uh, then I realized that uh, I was going to be in grave danger of missing my flight. So, Mick, I had a couple of offers uh, of where to stay. Yours, the couch in your hotel was was the most appealing. Um, but uh, I managed to, to get there. Uh, pa, you know, ran. I, I'm not a young man anymore, but I ran. I was a sprinter when I was young. I sort of relived my youth. I sprinted down to security. There was hardly anybody there. I got through. And I arrived at the gate and the flight was delayed. So I wasted all that nervous. <laughs> can, can, I, 
Can I just point out um, that as we were waiting around afterwards, Michael's boss um, chuckled at the idea of us go of going to the the airport, and he kind of said, "Oh, you must be a nervous a nervous traveler." And I said, "No, a, a sensible one." And uh, it was fortunate that we left the stadium at at that time, or who knows, you may have had to take Michael up on that offer, Stuart. Yes, indeed, and that I think would have changed the tone of the podcast for at least the rest of the season, if not, if not for, for the future. But I think Mick, just to go back to your original point, yeah, it was a, it was a tremendous, yeah, tremendous, tremendous day. Yeah, you know, just looking at the pictures and stuff, you posted some lovely pictures on there on Twitter and Facebook recently. And I, I don't know what it was. I think it was because we had the bye week, which was obviously, you know, it's a real boon to get the bye week after the, uh, the London trip, but I, it made it seem like I, I missed the Broncos even more than I usually would um, because, you know, the last time we'd seen them was in was in London and then we, we had the week off. Uh, but I do think it's hopefully now it's given us an opportunity to get some of those injured players back, um, particularly on defense, because I think we, we're going to need them. We've uh, I, I know we're going to we're going to chat about this, but we're kind of into the into the teeth of the schedule now coming up. And I think we've got some um you know, that victory against the Jags, even though it wasn't the most convincing of all time, has kept us in the hunt. Um, but we're, we're, you know, we don't have a huge amount of wriggle room and we've got some difficult games coming up. So, um, you know, we've given ourselves a punches chance of, of a wild card. Um, but, you know, we, we, we really do have to be on it. So hopefully that extra sort of week will get us the likes of, say, Baron Browning, I think is now day to day and people like that. And we're, we're, we're going to need. Don't know about you guys, but I wasn't hugely convinced by Coach Hackett when he was asked, what have you done to fix the offense? Um, there was a sort of a coach speak, which sort of amounted to uh, just execution, um, which kind of put me in mind of the famous quote from the Buccaneers head coach, McVay, all those years ago when he talked about um, how did uh, how did you feel about your offense's execution and to which you replied I'm all in favor of it so we're not quite uh, we're not quite there yet but I think um, you know we've been leaning on the D all year and it's going to continue to do so so let's hope we get some of those injured players back uh, and and very soon too Colm uh, as, as Stuart's mentioned there we're, 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 we're just sort of maybe just go, we're just going to go around a few elements of the season so far and it hasn't been the season that we've expected we can't really talk about the Titans game too much because at the time of recording, we're not sure who the quarterback's going to be uh, on Sunday, but we'll, we will get to that at the end. But the, the, the Broncos sitting three and five in the season, it, it's been one where, you know, until London, it was very, very disappointing. You know, they went into London two and five and, and really, and let's not, let's not be nice and cute here. Let's not, let's not cut around the edges. Genuinely, I, I don't think Hackett would have survived the, the, the last week if they hadn't won in London. They now have an opportunity in Tennessee this week. It's not an easy end to the season. It's not it's not an easy second half to the season. You know, you're looking at okay. People might look at that Raiders game on the 20th of November and think, oh, it's the Raiders. They've had an awful start to the year. Awful start to the year. They could they could fire Josh McDaniels this weekend and have a bounce back game. Genuinely. Might not happen. We'll see. Uh, it can happen the week after. Panthers should be okay. Ravens, I can't see us winning that. I can't see us beating the Chiefs. I can't, honestly, I can't see us beating the Cardinals. I can't, I can see us beating the Rams. I can't see us beating the Chiefs. And I can't see us beating the Chargers. So please tell me that this season is not as bad or it's not going to finish as bad as I start to think that it might do. 
I I think that you have to look at it. I think the expectation should be the Broncos should be competitive in, in all the games. And I say that as somebody who predicted us at, at the time when we did that first prediction show, I was the most reticent on, on the team. But I think the the word of the season has been parity. The way in which things have gone in the NFL has been close games. The vast, vast majority of games this past weekend that in, in the league were one-score games. The vast majority of the Broncos uh, games have been one-score games. So we have been right there or thereabouts for the majority of it. Um, even the, the the Raiders' loss was technically um, a, a, t- a touchdown and a, a two-point conversion, though I would say we never really looked like we were in uh, that one. And so when, when you look at it, I think... Again, the second half of the season looked a lot scarier preseason because at that point, the expectation was the Rams would be a lot better uh, than they have been. They are a shambles. Um, I I have no belief in the Cardinals. I mean, you're talking about Josh. Did McDaniels get fired? Is it going to be Josh? Is it, go- is it going to be Cliff? Um, because both both of those are in, in serious uh, trouble. And... You know, the, the Panthers, the Bengals um, showed the, the Panthers for what they are. Who Who's going to be the Panthers QB by the time they roll in um, or we roll into Carolina at the end of November? Um, the the Raiders, we, we expected, we don't like the Raiders, but we expected the Raiders to be better than they were. Certainly when you consider the trio of pass catchers that they have. So to me, I mean, the... The expectation should should be high. I I I am um, I I remain you know to yet to be convinced. I think the talk I have seen this week around playoffs. I'm not getting on that train in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I I would expect this Broncos team to be competitive. Uh, against pretty much every team. Certainly, the Ravens and the Chiefs are the most concerning. Um, but you you see, we've already played the Chargers once this year, and um, that we we could have won that game. So I I'm not concerned by the teams that we're going to face. I'm more concerned about the Broncos team itself. Stuart, and I, I, I know you touched on that a little bit, but Nathaniel Hackett said that he spent his bye week watching tape, and that he said that the team got into a great rhythm in London against the Jaguars. Um, is he watching the offense? What 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 rhythm is he referring to? Um, I mean, it looked all right, but I wouldn't say there was a great rhythm. He 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 then said that uh, it's only one or two key plays that are holding back this team. I am not trying to be a negative Nancy here tonight, gentlemen, in this podcast. But Stuart, do do you really buy that? No, no, not for a minute, Michael. No, um, I mean he was a former breakdance teacher, so maybe you know he sees rhythm where where. We may miss it, but well done. Um, but I'll be I'll be here all week, and don't forget to tip your waiter. Um, there's a there's an awful lot of problems with the offense. Um, you know, we've been over this before. Colin touching it there. You know, he's saying he's not apart from say the Chiefs and the Ravens. He's not concerned about the teams we're playing. Um, he's more concerned about the Broncos team itself. And I think you know that's the. That's the that's the right answer because you look at these teams, you look at the Raiders, you look at you know 
you look at, I know it's hard to know about you, with the Titans in that it's, it's obviously a, a massive difference. You're playing Malik Willis and playing Ryan Tannehill. Um, but it, it seems to me like the Titans are, are involved in low scoring tight games week in, week out. Um, and they're exactly the kind of games we've been losing all season. My, my issue is that I don't know um, if we're going to score enough points to win any of these games. Um, like we, I, I think we will win some of these games. Obviously, I, I think there's still a decent team there, but like we're still waiting for for a lot, you know, for things to click. The defense has been playing lights out. You know, we've had some injuries, been able to overcome it. We have traded away Bradley Chubb, so that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, Gregory comes back, Brownie comes back. Um, but like, I wouldn't be, you know, something about a rhythm. I mean, what looked like happening was we hit a deep ball to KJ Hamler and Greg Dulcich continued to shine as a rookie tight end. Didn't see really much else. Saw an offensive line absolutely destroyed for the most part. Um, saw Russell Wilson scrambling for his life. And I saw, you know, a Broncos team that that just about managed to drag itself up off the canvas and, and you know, throw a counter punch to knock out pretty ordinary and I think that's being kind to Jaguars team so I wouldn't be getting carried away by, by that it was great to be there it was a wonderful experience to see your team win live but you know, the Jaguars are terrible let's let's not beat around the bush so we really should have been winning that game an awful lot more comfortably than we have been so I, I like Colm I'm, I'm concerned about you know you look at this like we, we really needed to be 5-3 and three, in my opinion at this point in the season um, to be serious about you know uh I'm certainly serious about winning the winning our division, but for a wild card now, um, you know, the, the, there's so our, our Eric Delala, who we, we spoke to over in London and a lovely chap, and we've had on this on this uh, podcast before. He was talking about over the next few weeks, there's teams that are ahead of us now in the AFC uh, playoff hunt. There's quite a lot of uh, head to heads in the next few weeks, which will obviously help us. But that's dependent on us doing our job. You know what I mean? These these um, AFC head-to-head, these playoff team uh, head-to-heads are, are all good and well. But if we go out and if we lose to the Titans and then, God forbid, we lose to, to the Panthers, then that's not going to make any difference whatsoever. Um, so it's up to us to start doing our job. I think for me, um, and again, I know just with the proviso that it is difficult to tell, given that we don't know who the quarterback is, I think the Titans game is a huge game for us um, because I think if we can somehow win that game, which is a game we're probably not expected to, I think... Titans are probably three or four point favourites against us at the moment. Um, if we can win that game, then we're four and five and we're right back in it. And then you would expect us hopefully to beat the Raiders and you'd expect us to beat the Panthers. Um, so that then puts us over 500 and we're in. Um, we're not going to beat the Ravens, I don't think. Um, you know, we don't even have Vic's genius plan of daring Lamar Jackson to pass on us and then Lamar proceeded to carve us up. I'd like to see what Evero does. And then after the Ravens, you've got the Chiefs. So this is a this is a tough L stretch. I, I I would agree. I think the Cardinals are that they're gone. Kyler Murray's obviously going to be you know he's a tricky proposition, but they they just seem to have fallen apart. And um, but for me, it still hinges on the offense. And Michael, I I think I, I hope they have seen signs. I, I mean, you know, let, let's like we we all are long enough in the tooth now to recognize coach speak when we hear it. And um, but hopefully they have been doing some things on offense. Um, hopefully they've fixed some things. Maybe the game against the Jags was a get-right game, but let's not be let's be let's be honest here. For the first half in particular, the Broncos' offense was an absolute train wreck, as it has been for most of the season. And um, so it's going to take an awful lot more than two quarters against a, a terrible Jags team 
to convince me and I imagine most of the Broncos fans that this offense has finally found its identity and is ready to, to go up a notch. Um, we need to start scoring points. We need to start doing it quickly. And the Titans, regardless of who their quarterback is, they have an outstanding defense. They always have an outstanding defense. And in Mike Rabel, they've got somebody who should be, you know, in in, in the, the mix for a coach of the year every year. Um, I saw somebody on, on Twitter, I think, recently said that Vrabel gets the most out of his players sort of year in, year out. And I think it's true. And Vrabel is probably the one sort of Belichick disciple. I know he didn't. I'm not sure. I don't think he actually was an assistant coach with the Patriots. But, you know, he learns a lot, obviously, from Belichick. He, he looks like Belichick when Belichick was in his prime when he would take players that, you know, had been okay elsewhere and turn them into really good parts of a, of a system that works. So that Titans game is going to be difficult. It's going to be critical. But I do think if we can win that, then I think that could be much more so than the Jaguars game. I think if we repeat the Titans, then that could be the game that gets us right back on track and very firmly in the playoff mix. I really, I have to say, I, I in terms of being positive, I, I agree with what you're saying about the Titans game. I think that's key this weekend, regardless who starts a quarterback for the Titans. The Broncos need to go in and, and own the Titans. I mean, the Titans covered the spread against the Chiefs the other night with Malik Willis. That's concerning because if they can do it with Malik Willis, they can certainly do it uh, with the Broncos as well. So it's, it's, I, I want nothing more than, than for the Broncos to go in and win this weekend against the Titans. Looking down the stretch the rest of the season, Colin, I can't wait for this Christmas night game. It's going to be great, crack. Half nine. The missus is not going to be happy. And then I look at the last two games, Colin. I look at the Chiefs. I look at the Chargers. Is there any situation in which that Chargers game could be flexed to Sunday Night Football Week 18 for a wild card spot for the winner? Could you imagine if Hackett turns it around? That'll be something. And also, can you remember the records that we uh, that oh, we gave God. at the start of the year? I had, I had at least 12, 12 wins, wasn't it? Do you remember? No. I went with nine, and I think even that looks optimistic right now. I think now. you're spot. Oh, yeah, right. No, that, think, that, that could be hard. I, I, think I, I, I think I had 11. I'm pretty sure I had 11. I think what's, what's really concerning for me is the way, though, in which, um, and different people will have different interpretations on this, but the way in which Hackett and the coaching staff keep talking, like what Hackett was saying yesterday made no sense it was absolutely nonsensical like he he's not making sense if he was up there and he was you know talking in front of the media and he was talking about changes and ways it was gonna but it's all about kind of vibes and and feels in in many respects and where you know you you talked about it earlier Michael a little bit around kind of um execution um but a direct quote I think it's about believing in it trusting in it trusting the players like trust it do you not trust them Nathaniel like what what are you talking about trusting the players trusting the coaches and apparently this is a guy and I don't know if you, you saw this quote but about his he said he said he said goodbye to his family again um it was great for me to be able to get to know my kids again after being away now that we're back to work so it was kind of hi I'm your dad and then again all right I'm gone see you in nine weeks oh my god that is like how much time are you spending at the facility for us to be this bad, Nathaniel? Go home, spend some time with your family. It might actually help because certainly spending all, all of the time like some sort of kind of engineer on a game crunch when um, Grand Theft Auto 6 is on the way and they're, you know, they're, there's a rush deadline is not working. And I just wonder, like there was a lot of talk in the offseason season 
about a different approach, about finding work-life balance, um, about camaraderie and team spirit and all that stuff. And this is the, the second time we've heard this sort of stuff from, we've now heard it from the, the head coach and the OC. And being on the grind and hard work is really important, but not seeing your family and then coming out and saying that that publicly, I just, I find it baffling. I find the, the what our coaches are saying in front of the media utterly baffling. And it that certainly doesn't inspire confidence in me. Uh, at least, you know, what... <laughs> You know what? Whatever you 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 think about Russ when he gets up there, um, he generally he generally accepts his portion of blame, and yes, he is super optimistic, probably more optimistic than us, but it it generally talks about you know in some specific improvement that he is looking to make as opposed to, um, you know, vibes and feels. Stuart, obviously bringing in a guy like Chase Edmonds uh, and you got Jacob Martin as well. There is some positivity going in over the next few weeks. Do you feel that any of them will make any impact? I mean, Chase Edmonds seems very happy to be in Denver and, and Jacob Martin, I think, is a Colorado native as well. So uh, things are looking up in that sense. Um, yeah, uh, I mean... Uh, you know if, if did uh, at any stage over the last few weeks michael did you go do you know who we need yeah i mean I, I'm, I'm just trying because i i started the podcast you're being so negative i'm just trying to be positive but, but, yeah. no i mean look, look chase edmonds is a decent receiver out of the bar chase edmonds i think it's very close to having as many receiving yards as he has rushing yards so clearly he's going to be you know in on third down to block and to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, Martin was a, is a peculiar one because I think he he kind of came in with not much expected of him, and then he did quite well. and And I think he 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 got the 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 move to the Jets. Um, and I think he he started off reasonably well this season, but then sort of was was overtaken in the in in the the lineup or the rotation by by um you know and in fairness to Jets, but damn fine defense which is proven again the other night so it's it's no shame i mean hopefully but you know i think you you'd expect the likes to say benito maybe to you know to, to he he flashed you know certainly in london he had a strip sack i think and baron browning he'd be the one i'd hope would come back so maybe martin might be able to to give us something and you know as a, a relief pitcher almost in that sense you, you know anybody who's got a bit of pass rush ability you can't have too many it's a cliche but it's true um but no i mean i i you're not really gonna i you might you, like levante murray has been a nice pickup and he, he's given us a bit of spark and he runs hard so you know i don't want to be cynical mick but um no i think there's to be honest with you i think there's enough pieces there already i i, I don't think you should be looking for something from the outside to get it fixed Um, there's plenty of talent on this roster we know this um there's some deficiencies in the roster as well but i think you know there, there's enough there and, and i just you know like the stuff that they're coming out and, and you know i was going to point out like colin touching as well but like yeah we've already heard this from the oc saying he's spending god knows I mean, like that, that just sort of screams of me think the lady doth protest too much do you know if you have to it's concerning isn't it yeah you shouldn't have to keep saying this stuff like if, if that's the case you know, it's 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 we're we're working so hard we don't even get to see our families anymore. You know, yeah, but it's not working. Maybe try something else. You know, give yourself a day off. You know, I mean, 
Look, you're never expecting a coach to give away too much in, in you know, with the waffle. And I think because we're all Irish, I think, you know, we, we kind of, I, I know I certainly do, we, we regard coach speak in the same way you would as any time a politician that was their mate, you're actually going to get five minutes and nothing um, and not have a clue as to what their actual stance on anything is at the end. So I wouldn't expect Hackett to have come out with anything too um you know, too specific or, or too revealing. But um, look, we'll see. The proof in the pudding is is in the eating of it, as they say. We'll see what they've, they've had quite a long time to draw up some kind of a scheme. Um, Titans are a decent defence, as we said. You know, a very good defence, a very aggressive defence. They've had two weeks. Let's see. You know, the players should be fresh. They've had a bye. This is a, this is a really... This is an excellently timed bye week. This is about as perfect a bye week, you know, in regards to when it's fallen as you could possibly want. Um. So we need to see this now, you know, we need to see, we need to see some freshness. We need to see some new ideas. I mean, there was stuff like the, you know, the, the Jerry Judy sort of jet sweep that led to the touchdown. I liked, I thought that was an interesting play. And I thought that was kind of, there was a degree of sort of um, trickery that we may not have seen up to this point. Um, so let's see a little bit more of that. Let's hopefully now see Russell Wilson take off, you know, let's see the Russell Wilson of, of the Seahawks that we would have probably chanced upon now and again. I don't know, but I've said it before, but I didn't watch much of the Seahawks over the last years. I would have seen them a bit on, on red zone. Um, but it did seem like the Seahawks offense was Russell Wilson performing the Americas and chucking a deep ball to DJ Metcalf. Um, let's see a little bit more of that. You know, let Russ be who he, who, who he, who he wants to be. Um, you might as well, because we don't have an awful lot of, um, we don't have an awful lot of chips left. We can't afford to lose more than one or two games over the next sort of five or six. That's the reality. We're three and five, Michael. You know, you're 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 not getting into the playoffs with the record of eight and nine. You're not. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, you need more wins than losses. Uh, the 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 NFC is the is the the weaker of the of the two conferences this year. It looks like. Um, you know, there are some decent teams. You've got teams like the Jets. You've got teams like the Dolphins. The Bengals are on a roll now. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams ahead of us potentially in regards to wildcards. So we don't have any real space to uh, to drop stupid games like the Colts. Like, how in the name of God did we lose to the Colts at home? How in the name of God did we win against the 49ers? <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I mean, there, there, there's like, it's like a... Yeah, here, it, um, this NFL season has been bonkers. It has. It's been absolutely bonkers. Every week without fail, there's results that just make you sort of shake your head and go, who could have seen that coming? Maybe the Broncos against the Titans is this week's crazy result. Hopefully. That's the thing, lads. And I know at the time we're recording, it's difficult. We're recording sort of in the middle of the week here. I, uh, we don't know who is going to play a quarterback. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go out in the limb column and say, I think Malik Willis plays on Sunday. I think the Titans, the situation that they're in, they will look at this game and they'll think, okay, here we go. This is a good game for us. Broncos aren't great. And they, they'll be saying that. Now, I don't know, like Stuart said there now about the about the two weeks. They've had the two weeks, but they've also had a mini training camp in London where they've been together constantly. They've been away from their families. They've had time to work. There really is no excuses this weekend for this Broncos team, one would think. Uh, so hypothetically, Colin, if you're going up against Malik Willis, he didn't do uh, incredible, shall we say, against the, the Chiefs. He was 5, five or 16 for 80 yards, another 40 on the rush and on eight attempts. But when you've got a guy like Derek Henry there, I'm already having nightmares because Travis Travis Etienne had a game against us in London. So you would think that Derrick Henry will be licking his lips at the opportunities that he may have on Sunday. And it's going to be a tough battle regardless who plays a quarterback. 
It, it will be a battle, though. In fairness, I actually think we're better suited to defend against uh, Henry in some respects. Travis in the end got to the outside, and that was a weakness. The the Joneses are inside, and they I, I, I would trust them to, to be able to handle him. Mike Purcell will probably feature. I will say Malik Willis certainly looked to me like even from his first start, he progressed a little bit. Now, obviously, they're going to lean into the run um, and it will be interesting to see if he he plays. I mean, it's it's a weird one because in some ways they'll look at it and they will. I'm sure the Titans will say the Broncos, how many points do we do we need to put up? But the Broncos defense, I mean, this is what's infuriating. This defense is better than under Vic Fangio. Despite what we were told about, you know, oh, you can expect to, to take a, a step back. It hasn't at all. It has gotten better. It's gotten more aggressive. It's better at takeaways. It's better at sacks. It's better across the board. And that is even missing players, right? So the infuriating thing is the offense has gotten worse. And if we had even an adequate, adequate offense, um, we we would be in, in such a, a better position. And that's the hope that we can get there. Um, some really um, interesting kind of stuff coming out um, from Ben Baldwin over the, the last kind of, um, uh, during what we've been recording, but saying like, he, by a lot of the the metrics, um, the certainly the the D the defense has been incredible. The D line has been incredible, but the O line might be as bad. Um, by those metrics, now that raises the question about if the if the if it's not the O line that's the issue. Well, where does the offensive um that's that might be even more concerning. Um, I just hope. Look, the hope for the rest of the season should be that the Broncos score more than 20 points, I think, in every single game. If, if we manage that, right, that should be the uh, the baseline. If we manage that in every single game, even against the Chiefs, ignoring results, and that's a, that's not really asking that much. I really don't think it should be asking that much to see an offense score a minimum of 20 points. That Absolutely. That's my baseline. That's what I would like to see for the rest of the season. And Stuart, I genuinely think the Broncos win on Sunday because I think the offense gets it together and gets over 24 points. Am I mad? No, I, I think we can win this game too, Michael. I think Colm was just, you know, he mentioned it there, but I think I think Derek Henry is in some ways it's a strength, it's a strength versus strength battle, which which you always, you know, you like to see. I think, you know, I I I think he's running into into the into the teeth of our defense. The Jones brothers are waiting for him. Josie Jewell may not be the fastest linebacker of all time, but when Josie Jewell is in position, Josie Jewell will hit you. Um, and you would fancy Josie Jewell is able to like there there is I saw some clips today. Josie Jewell did take down Derrick Henry on his own the most recent time we played him. Um, you know, the, our middle linebackers are very sound tacklers. You would hope if it's Malik Willis, I think this particular Broncos defense um, looks to me, and and the uh, Evero, the the outstanding defensive coordinator, looks to me like the type of unit that would give a rookie quarterback yeah, conniption fits. Um, and I would not expect Willis to do anything. Obviously, he's got wheels, he's dangerous. You know, those kind of quarterbacks can cause you some kind of problems. But if it's Malik Willis, um, I think we can win this. And you, twenty points should not be should not be asking too much. I mean, the way the offense is struggling, it, it kind of reminds me of the time Locke was 
the starter in his in his second year when suddenly points became almost impossible. Um, you, you you know you you'd hope that we can now begin to 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 sort of to get some kind of we're not even looking for anything amazing. We're not looking for the greatest show on turf here. Do you know what I mean with Kurt Warner and the Rams? We're actually just looking for competence from the offense. And I think 20 points is basically competence from an offense. We get that, then the defense we have, I think we're in the shape to win pretty much any of those games. Probably not the Chiefs, maybe not the Ravens, but the rest of those games, we should have enough to win those games. If we score over 20 points, I'd fancy our defense to uh, hold the op- those opposition offenses to under that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I think, and also this game was on at a reasonable time for us, if memory serves me, right? So, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm confident. I think, I think we can win this. The Titans are, are a well-drilled, efficient unit, but they don't really scare you. You know, you, you, you would go in there thinking uh, the, the Titans seem happy enough to, 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 to play sort of conservative football, you know, and they lean on their defense and they're, they're happy enough to win a game 17, 13 or something like that. Those kind of teams do give you the opportunity to hang with them. And then I think when you've got a quarter, we're, we're still waiting for that Russell magic. I think we saw a little bit of it in the fourth quarter against the Jags. You know, he's still a good quarterback. That still is in there. Maybe now when, when, you know, like a racehorse, you know, that's, 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 he, he he should sense now that he's kind of coming towards the bend in the sense that, you know, this is when the race really heats up. You'd like to think that Wilson will, 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 you know, he's been a quarterback who's been in and around the playoffs pretty much every season since he's come into the league. Hopefully now he, he, he can, he can rekindle that and, and the Broncos can begin to see something from this offense that the defense deserves. Cause it's one of the best defenses I think we've probably ever had. Um, genuinely, because you know, I think we we obviously will all look back to the 2015 defense, which is superb. We've heard the stories of the the Orange Crush back in the 70s, but this defense is magnificent, They're brilliant. Um, they, they they and the coordinator who was already beginning to get head coaching um, recognition, which w- should concern us greatly. Um, to which I would say the only head coaching um, recognition or con- interest that 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 Evero should be getting is the head coaching position of the Denver Broncos. I agree. He's a Brit as well. So, well said. Uh, Colum, Colum he's Scottish. Bonas, uh, he's, huh? Scottish. he's Scottish. He was born in Colchester. Okay. Well, I mean, I okay, fine. I wasn't taught English geography in school, so I'm not sure where Colchester <laughs> is. But I'll tell you one thing I'm good at, uh, Stuart, while you're laughing there. I'm good at multitasking and chatting crap. And I can tell you right now from, from looking at it, it is... It's at the very bottom of England, Stuart. It's below Norwich. No, he's not Scottish. Colin Bannis, what's your game pick thoughts in this game before we round up? This is this is two offenses who are actually below average. Um, so the av- average points um, in the league this year is twenty one point five. The Titans are averaging eighteen, and the Broncos are averaging fifteen. Um, if if you are a neutral, I do not believe you are going to tune in to to this unless you um, you know you enjoy. The, the defensive side of things, Pat, Patrick Sertain, I have no doubt, will put on a, a clinic. Um, Traylon Burks is supposed to potentially be back. Um, and um, Vrabel was talking him up, which was interesting because Vrabel doesn't really talk players up a, a lot of the time. He, he is... Um, 
I suppose, a little, like he, he is the, the one guy from the Belichick tree who's been really successful. And he is, I, I sort of talked about it earlier. I really like Vrabel and he does maximize his players. But I will say one of the things that he does tend to do, um, a little bit like um, Bill Belichick, a little bit like Alex Ferguson and others, he doesn't give away unwanted praise. Um, probably more likely to give it to rookies. So it was interesting to see uh, him kind of talk about Burks in that way. I, I think this is absolutely going to be trench warfare. Um, I think this unfortunately is going to resemble um, football probably from the prehistoric era um, as two teams go up against one another. Um, we we can win this game. Let's, let's be clear about that. If Malik Willis plays, we should win this game. If Ryan Tannehill plays, we can win it, but it becomes uh, a much more difficult prospect. Uh, I, I, it's going to be game time to to see how it goes. But the Broncos should go into it, and even though we're on the road, they should go into it. Both teams should look at this and say, "Yeah, we can win this." I don't think the Titans should have it. I should hold any fear. But to me, the starkest contrast in the in these two teams is in the the head coaches, um, because I, I definitely think across the board the Broncos have more talent on the roster than the the Titans do. Um, but it will be interesting to see how their D-line does against Russ. That is probably their strength outside of Derrick Henry. So that is one to, to keep an eye on because even though obviously they had the, the injury, um, they have still been able to get to the, the QB. So, yeah, it will, it will be one. I'm certainly glad it's on um, early here. This would have been tough, tough sledding had it been on primetime. Thank God it's on early. Uh- and yeah, let's see what happens. Obviously, we'll be back next week to to break down and hopefully uh, talk about many different aspects of a victory in Tennessee, but we will see. Uh, guys, it's been good crack. It's good fun for always. You can follow us on Twitter at Michael underscore NFL, at Column from Cork, and at PurpleHeartTC. Obviously, follow Mile High Report. Thanks to them as always. Uh, see you next week, lads. We're not doing Go Broncos anymore. We're doing Broncos Country. Let's ride. Oh, God. <laughs> No. Okay. I think that I think that reaction said said it all. Let's 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 do that when we've got like you know when when we're when we've more wins than losses we can do that. But until then, I think I think we should go Broncos. <laughs>